What's up, No Nation? This is Jesse from Plant to Spear, joined by my co-host, Michael. Michael, I think we might have a decision to announce, my friend. I think, I think so. I think you need to respect our decision. That's right. And Florida State is going to hit the portal and get out of the ACC. Um, of course, guys, we don't know what's going to happen in the long run, but we're here to talk about this board of trustees meeting that went on this morning, uh, Friday, December the 22nd, depending on whenever you're watching this. Michael, there was a lot to talk about, man. They definitely did not hold back in this. Uh, they said a lot of important things. Of course, there's a lot of legal stuff that you're going to always have to unravel. And this is going to, this is not going right. to, you know, nothing legal ever happens overnight. So it's going to be a long drawn out process, but we're going to talk about this from a few different angles. Obviously, I think we need to first say here that we are not lawyers. This is not Correct. any kind of legal, whatever. Humble, this is not yeah. official. Exactly. This is just two Florida State guys talking about what we took away from this meeting. So to start with, Michael, how are you, my friend? Thank you for joining me. Hey, Jesse, thanks for having me back. Uh, have me again. Love, love being on here. Also, man, so great to enter the uh, college football conference transfer portal. Let's go and uh, see where we end up. But yeah, you know, like you said, we're not lawyers. We don't know much. You know, we don't live in this world all the time. Uh, we've done some research, and so we're going to give you guys just kind of our opinion based on what we understand, as well as what we've read, and and just try to make sense of it all. <clears throat> and at the same time, it, it's important for everyone to know. And and you know, Jesse, you talked about this. This is just a first step. Yep. We, we we're a long ways of officially being out of the conference. I think Florida State has until August of this year to let them know if they're not going to be participating after the 2024 season. And so the earliest Florida state could leave is 2025 right now. Uh, so we have a long way to go, but this is a very important step, which we're going to get into uh, today. Super excited for it though. Definitely. And you know, what's funny, man, you actually make a really good point there. Maybe now listen, let's put on our tinfoil hat for a second. Okay. Let's go a little deeper. Maybe Mike Norvell didn't want to overpay for these recruits. Maybe mm. we didn't. We haven't been aggressive in the portal because we know we're totally getting screwed by the conference next season. Correct. So we're not really going to be able to win much of anything with these ACC refs because it's going to be our last year in the conference. So maybe. Maybe. Uh, but of course, that's tongue in cheek, guys. But so what we're going to start out with was I, I did watch the meeting. And uh, my transcribing skills aren't the greatest, but I was able to at least take some notes because I, I, you know, I try and pay attention more than anything. And so I just want to run through a couple of my notes and then I'm going to from the meeting and watching it. And then we're going to talk about uh, some research that Michael did on the subject. And then yeah. we're also going to kind of give our thoughts um, in closing on why Florida State's doing what they're doing and why they should be doing what they're doing. So first off, the, the one thing that was very much addressed in this meeting was that under Florida sunshine law, it forces them to do these meetings publicly. Yep. Everybody yep. thinks that they're doing these like posturing and things like right. that to grab attention. And, the, you know, they were not shy. The president and uh, the director, they all they both said, like, listen, we would 100 percent rather do this behind closed doors. We right. do not want right. to do this out in the public. But, you know, unlike the ACC, who doesn't have any transparency, this is it is Florida law, so they have to right. do this out in the open. So that is that is the first thing to understand. This is not Florida State looking for attention or media or clicks or anything like that. It's just following the law. Uh, and then a couple of other big points that were really addressed in this was them the ACC adding these three teams. That's something right. that obviously they voted against. They were not happy about. Uh, they did not pull any punches when they said that they bring basically no value to the conference. They're great. Um, academic institutions, but they don't bring much by the way of sports. Right. Uh, they talked about how in the past, Florida State has been able to make up the small revenue gap that was around $7 million or so. Wow. And projecting what's going forward, you're going to be looking at $30 million-ish in, in gaps, yep. and that's going to grow. I mean, we still haven't seen the Big Ten and the SEC renegotiate their con uh, contracts fully. But with you know it's coming. Right, with the new addition. So those numbers are probably going to go up. I mean, we just talked about a couple episodes ago where the SEC just signed a $3 billion media rights with, with ESPN. So they talked about, you know, this is not a reaction to the CFP. That was a really big, uh, you know, narrative in this where it was more like this investigation has been going on for a year. They've been working right. on this for over a year. This is not a reaction to the CFP. And the reason that's important is because they're like, the revenue gap is going to grow. And so we can't just sit around and be expected to make up $30 million in revenue. You know, Florida State does really good at generating out of TV contract revenue, but right. you can only bridge that gap for so long. And if it gets to 30 to 50 million, even in the future, I mean, you're going to be really, really far behind. Right. So oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and so I'll kick it to you on this, but they so it sounds like you know obviously what they're going to do here is they're going to challenge the grant of rights. They said that their relationship is at a crossroads with the ACC. They called out ACC leadership over the past ten years. Really, a lot to do with Swafford more than yeah. than the guy and now. Phillips, than Jim. yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I mean, still, it hasn't. Everybody said Jim Phillips was going to be the savior of the ACC, and just we really haven't seen that yet. So, no. you know, it is what it is. Um, and so really they, they got some useful information from Maryland's exit back when they left for the big 10. That was something that they said they had some information from, uh, really their big complaints was the ACC network took so long to roll out that they were so many years behind the big 10 network. And of course the SEC network, which had already been launched around five right. to seven years before the ACC network was, uh, and then ESPN basically held them hostage to get the yep. extension. And that was the ESPN ultimatum that was mentioned multiple times. Uh, to be able to get that. And ACC is stuck with the same revenue package for 24 years based on revenue numbers back in 2012. And so that was really a lot of the talking points in this one. And as I kick it to you, I'll say that what they're looking at here is it's $572 million to leave the ACC in 2023. And what they're arguing is the penalty package between the gov uh, the grant of rights and the withdrawal penalty violates Florida law and the antitrust law. And they are proposing that the penalty is unenforceable and it's unjust due to the damages that would be caused. Basically, Florida State leaving the ACC yep. is not going to cost ESPN $572 no. million dollars in damages. So if it's an unenforceable penalty, they're looking to get that exit fee, that penalty package, either redefined to a lower number or nullified in general to zero. And that's through breach of contract, breach of fiduciary uh, duties, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, um, and basically violating some of their own bylaws. And right. so there's a lot that goes into this. It was a 38-page lawsuit, which, by Oof. the way, has already been filed. Yep. So so I think really what you're looking at here, first off, Florida State's going to try and – they filed it in Tallahassee, so they're going to try and keep it in a Florida court. That's a huge – I mean – you talk about home field advantage in college football. There has never been yeah, bigger home yeah. field advantage than this. If you can keep this in Florida, the ACC is cooked. If this goes to North Carolina or federal courts, well, you might be in trouble here. Right. Um, but I, it, man, listening to that meeting and watching it, and they had the, the Florida State attorney on there, really laid it out well. And the more I listened, man, the more I was like, this is, this is going to happen. They're at least, at a minimum, they're at least going to open some doors and do some discovery which I think is going to give them the keys to to start finding evidence to poke holes in this grant of right. rights. Right. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> sorry, I think this, you know, just sets, like I said, Florida State up for the first big step of, of being able to, you know, eventually exit the conference. They won't be able to do it this year uh, and most likely not even next year as, as well. So the earliest they could do is 2025. But what they have to do is they have to begin to lay out the argument for why they feel like the 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 grant of rights is not enforceable. Now, there are a couple there the from the research I've done, there are a couple different ways you can look at Florida State's aim or end goal. And it's really three options. Either for or one, Florida State is just trying to get that that number, that 527 million dollars uh is trying to get that down to a more manageable range. So right now the exit fee, withdrawal fees, I think is 120 million. If if that was all Florida State had to pay, they'd be gone yesterday, right? Because that that's easy because you can you can you can uh uh you can have that go out over time. But if it's you know if let's say Florida State could get it down to 300 million, I think that's even more enticing um than anything. But that five hundred and seven or twenty-seven million, whatever, five seventy-two. Yeah, yes, thank you. Five hundred seventy-two million dollars. That's crazy. That's crippling a university. That's yep. that's shutting down an athletic department. You're not gonna. You, yep. There's no way, right? And and one, I one, I I do think that there is precedent that the lawyers might have seen based on the research that that is illegal. That right. they cannot charge that kind of fee for a comp for a school to leave a conference. So I think that's one. I think the other side is that what 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 they would hope is that they're going to file this like you said into a a court that is local. So probably Leon County, right where they are in Tallahassee, right? And the idea and the hope is to keep it in Florida. Because like you said, if it gets to North Carolina, they're screwed. But if yep. they can keep it in a court that's going to be more friendly to them, they could literally in some ways win the whole thing. 
right. and basically the the grant of rights be uh, rendered non void, which means Florida State wouldn't have to pay a dime. They literally just walk on out, like please, right. right? Yeah. So that's the option, and then the third, which is the the one we the least likely, hopefully, is that the courts rule in favor of ACC. And now not only is Florida state stuck in the conference, but then they're stuck with the legal fees and all like that stuff. I don't think that's likely. I think if, if you're asking me today now, as this progresses, it could change. I think the more likely outcome is that when, as Florida state goes through discovery, as Florida state gets all the information, they start seeing stuff that the ACC, I mean, we talked about this in the pre-show. You were telling me that, that, like the grant of rights, you can only access it at the ACC headquarters. You can you can't make copies of it. You mm -hmm. can't even you can't even quote more they, than one line of it. They said in the meeting that the really the the only thing they had been able to see some of the board of trustees members was a copy that was found on the internet from like 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's just wow. it's preposterous, man. Like who who even does business like this? No, like this is it's some illegal. This is some like backdoor of the casino type of business. So they said <laughs> like they said in there that in the meeting that first off it's it's located at the ACC headquarters in Charlotte. Right. And so you have to go up there to see it. It obviously cannot be moved from there. You're not allowed to make copies. You're not allowed to copy text verbatim. And there's a representative from the conference in there the entire time you're looking at it. So it's right. in a sense like this is some Indiana Jones type of stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like trying to, trying to get in there to get, <laughs> trying to get this, the Holy this, grail. Right. Exactly. This is some crazy stuff. And so like, first off that right there makes you feel like they got something to hide. And, yes. and you know, it, again, people always have to remember that at the end of the day, yes, the ACC is owned by ESPN. And so is the SEC and, and all these big TV networks. These are all corporations and, and it's right. all about money and, and shareholders and things like that. They don't care if you're honestly Correct. good on the football field or not. They care about what revenue you bring in. And Correct. I will say that like Florida State did say that they have been trying to figure this out for a long time. They've been trying right. to work with the ACC and this is basically the end of the line. They said that this is... This is what the only route they felt like they had left to be able to get any action. That's something that came from the president himself, uh, who, by the way, shout out to President McCullough, called it the CFP Invitational. Yep. So my guy, I love it. Um, and so, yeah, man. And, and then, like, I think when you talk about what Michael Alford said, too, and this is something that I'll kind of uh, veer off course for a second that really makes sense. And this is what we're talking about, why Florida State not only should go through with this, why it makes sense. So. Alfred pretty much said that this is a math equation. That's yep. what it comes down to. It's for the best of the school, for the future going down the road. And so I have a, a graphic that I found, and shout out to Genetics56 on Twitter. This guy has been all over this the whole yes. time. It's, it's been Big Ten information page um, on Twitter. He does a really good job of covering this. And I just want to give him credit for the graphic that I'm going to read the numbers off of here. And this is why it makes sense, and this is why what Alfred says makes a lot of sense too. So – we know that the you're looking at 572 million to get out, or whatever the case may yep. be. Um, so if Florida State can get it down to zero, obviously none of this matters. You're out of here anyway. Correct. So the the numbers will still be relevant, but you won't have to pay any of it out. So it obviously makes sense. But if you can get that number negotiated down, like we were talking about, 200, 300 million, somewhere in that range. So this puts this is the difference for if Florida State leaves for the Big Ten in revenue over the next few years. We'll do five years and 10 years. So okay. Florida State over the next five, the first five years of being in the Big Ten versus the ACC, you would be plus 207.7 million estimated. Now that's not like you're making 207 million. Right. That's on top of what you would make in the ACC. Correct. In the first 10 years, if, if you know nothing ever went up, if the money just stayed the same, you would be projected to make an additional $424.7 million. On top so, of what they make for the ACC. On top of that, right. And so first off, the, I, there's really two strong points to take with that. First off, if you don't make that money, the other teams in the country are making that money. Are making so that you, money. So now you're $424 million behind everybody else. Also, the thing is, you know, we're talking about when the grant of rights is... 12 to 13 years, depending on when it renews in 2036, you're, you're 12 years out at a minimum. So if you can get that, that buyout down to say, let's just say 200, $300 million. And Ooh, over that 10 years, you're still going to be plus $124 million on top of right. what you're making in the ACC. So 
you may have to bite the bullet now, like you're seeing some of the other teams do with their, you know, SMU and all these guys right. are taking different revenue to come into the conference. You may see where Florida State is like, okay, if we can get it down to 300 million, we can still come out plus 150 million in 12 yep. years. Yep. We'll finance that over 10 yeah. years or 12 oh, yeah. years, and we'll pay that off and still be in the positive. And then when the grant of rights is up, not only are we still 150 million ahead in the game, now we're still making 400 and something million more. Yep. Plus, when the ACC finally does renegotiate their media rights without Florida State, potentially without Clemson they're or someone make much else, less. they're going to make less money. So at the end of the day, man, if you're planning on leaving, I mean, there's not really a better time. You just got to sometimes you just got to go for it. And the numbers make sense. And I, and I promise you, and I'll kick it back to you on this. Like when you when you talk about we, we mentioned this in the pre-show when you yeah. when Thrasher and Coburn, yeah. man, they were they were great guys. They did everything they could for this program when it was in financial trouble. Yeah. But Alfred and McCullough are more big business, more future focused dogs at, in leadership. And so yeah. if the, if the math equation makes sense, right, if it's the best thing for the school in the future. You best believe they're going to do it. They're not going to be scared to, to, to pull the pin on that. So, yeah, man, I, I just think it's all about the leadership has the the you know what's to go after it now. That's so. right. Well, and it's just like like you said, like Offer said, this is a math problem. Yep. And here's why this is a math problem. For those of you who are watching this and you're like, I don't understand why they're after all this money. Let me just let me just give you some tangible things. Okay, when you are recruiting against the likes of Georgia, Alabama, LSU. I mean, we'll throw in, I mean, look at what Ole Miss is doing in the portal this year. Look at what Ole Miss is doing in the portal. When you're recruiting against Ohio States, you know, for Jeremiah Smith's, right? You're recruiting against Michigan. These guys will, they already have right now, just right now in this season alone, they already have a 40, almost a $40 million buffer on you. And what does that 40 million go to? You're talking about paying the best coaches, best recruiters, right? Yep. You're talking about facilities that attract the best recruits you're talking about infrastructure you're talking about recruiting budgets you're talking about being able to recruit the nation right like all that money that goes into churning out these top programs over and over again yep <laughs> so yeah, when you're so I, when I, you're when you're uh sorry when you're um so when that gap starts to like increase, yeah, you're Florida State. Yeah, you're one of the most iconic brands in the nation. Yes, you're a blue blood of college football, even in, even in your short history. But after five to ten years where you've been 40, 50, 60, 70 million behind those other big programs, yeah, you're not going to be that anymore. Right, and I think the problem is, man, like everybody hates where this is going. Everybody hates it, but it is right. it is the game. And it's at the, the same time, again, like you talked about, you can say, okay, well, we're Florida State and we're a prestigious program and all that stuff. But if you're making 40 to $50 million less than another program, who's to say that, I don't know, Nebraska doesn't come in with their big time right. money and say, we're going to pay Mike Norvell $20 million a year to come coach our right. school. And you're going to say, well, that sounds stupid. Correct. Well, they got the money to do it. So the money, they're going to do it. Exactly. Right. And they're going to do it. And so there's that. And then what if NIO laws change and the schools can get involved in some of these deals and the right. money can get access? So, right. yeah, I don't, I think there's 0% that it, this doesn't, this move doesn't make sense when you just talk about the revenue gap alone. And the ACC is kind of locked into this. So it's, yeah. that's the thing is like they don't really have any maneuverability. Right. And it also doesn't, it doesn't benefit ESPN to just all of a sudden hand them more money because they're no. they're fussy. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't give your kids candy because they're mad they don't have candy. Like if they don't need it, they don't need it. So Correct. you don't you don't give it to them. So like yeah, they're gonna try and grow that SEC brand because it's return on investment. They right. I mean, it is what it is. Like they watch people watch more eyes on TVs in the SEC, and that's why Florida State fits there. But they're not just going to pay these ACC schools no. because, oh, gosh, you added Cal and Stanford who right. no one cares about your football program. No. So they're kind of locked in. So, yeah, man, I, I think when you look at the revenue gap, you have to jump. You have you to have take to. action. Well, and then when you look at ESPN, I mean, just go to your, your, the ESPN part. Like <clears throat> ESPN's looking at the ACC like, yes, we got, in the, we got in the bed with you, ACC, because at the time, you know, Florida State, Clemson, you added Miami, um, you added Virginia Tech. So those are four big brands that we thought would come over and, or the, at least Miami and Virginia Tech would come over and add to that. It's going to be great, right? So you signed this grant of rights deal, I think back in what, 2016 it was or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you thought it was a great thing. But now ESPN's like, holy cow, we are making bank. Now, 
let's let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN. <clears throat> I live in Florida. ESPN is bleeding Disney. It is actually losing money right now, right? Exactly. So ESPN, Disney is going to do whatever it has to do to make ESPN profitable again. The thing that's making ESPN profitable right now is the NFL, the NBA, and the SEC, okay? Not the ACC. They don't care about the ACC. If you don't believe me, go and watch the last 10 college football invitational uh, top 25 shows. Go and listen to how they talked about the ACC all season long. They did everything in their power to make sure the ACC was disregarded and the SEC was upheld. They influence. They can say they did not, and we're not getting into the whole thing, but they influence the College Football Invitational Committee uh, around the decision to leave Florida State out. They basically told you the ACC does not matter. Yeah, like they called Jesse it a said, so-called Power Five conference. A so-called Power Five conference. They signed a $3 billion deal with the SEC because they know that's where their money is. So for them, they they do not respect the ACC. And if you stay in this conference, you will be an unrespectable former iconic brand of college football. Right. And when you talk about the power three, because the Pac-12 is gone, and once Texas and Oklahoma leave, then the right. Big 12s. It's kind of a glorified G5 conference at that point. Correct. But, I mean, when you look at the additions that the Big Ten and the SEC are going to make, you're just going to be so far behind, man. Oh, I mean, behind. like, just with the brands that exist in yep. that conference. And so yep. I think Florida State is is going to look to make a move. And, you know, something we talked about in the pre-show, I think the, the interesting thing about this move is if you're opening that can of worms with the ACC that's owned by ESPN, it feels like unless – you know, and some people had this crazy tinfoil hat theory where maybe they set you up to get left out of the playoffs so they could open Pandora's box to be able to get this, you know, to let you blow up the ACC, their their conference that they don't really care about. You know, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, that's fine, too. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, if you blow up the ACC, you could maybe end up in the SEC. But this really does feel like and, – and to be fair, before all this came out, everyone pretty much felt like it was going to be the, the Big Ten anyway. Big Ten, yeah. This is kind of like all signs point to the Big Ten now. Like, if you're going to go toe-to-toe and you're going to go to battle with ACC and the ESPN, it feels right. like you're going to pretty much end up with Fox and the Big Ten when all the dust settles. And I will say, I don't want to say too much about this because I can't entirely confirm this. This is mostly just uh, things that I've seen on Twitter. There was some screenshots of official legal paper or work and whatnot. But it does sound like the ACC is also suing the Board of Trustees yeah, as well. I see that. So, yep. um, so that is something to look out as well man this is gonna this this could be a thing man like this could yeah. really be a, a, a this could really kind of turn ugly during the off season and uh you know we'll have to see where it goes from here the acc commissioner did release a statement which it's good to know that he is still alive because, oh hey uh, welcome right welcome back to the party buddy we uh kind of <laughs> thought you fell off the face of the earth after the cfp commission or after the cfp scandal or whatever um, and so just real quick, he says Florida State's decision to file action against the conference is in direct conflict with their longstanding obligations and is a clear violation of their legal commitments to other members of the conference. All ACC members, including Florida, Florida State, willingly and knowingly re-signed the current grant of rights in 2016, which is wholly <laughs> enforceable and binding through 2036. Uh, each university has benefited from this agreement receiving millions of dollars in revenue and neither Florida state nor any other institution has ever challenged its legitimacy. Then he basically goes on to use word salad to say how proud of he is as the ACC for being second place in everything. Yeah. Um, and right. Or third place or whatever. <laughs> the same thing he said at ACC media days last year and the same thing he said the year before that. So basically nothing. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I find that is important in the statement is one, they are going to fight back on this. So yeah, you of know, course they are for that. Of course they're going to, um, and two, I think that it's interesting that he says that, you know, no one has challenged the legitimacy of this. That doesn't mean that it's right. not le like illegit. That that just means no one has had the the whatever to stand up to the grain of rights Correct. yet. And so, like, that doesn't mean that if Florida State does. I mean, you like I said, you got this thing like in the hidden temple over here right. in, in Charlotte. So, you know, <laughs> it's like it's like Area 51 for the ACC. <laughs> I mean. Good luck finding the contract. No noodle running is going to help you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, I might have to go on a scavenger hunt. I live close to Charlotte. We'll go see if we can find this <laughs> this uh, sacred document and bust I it mean, loose. But no, I think the important thing, though, and, and I'll kick it back to you on this, but I, I think the, the important thing out of that is that they kind of just expect Florida State to, to be able to fall in line 
Right. And and it's just kind of status quo for them. But just because no one has ever challenged the legitimacy doesn't mean that Florida State is not going right. to find a case to do so. And I think it's also some of the arguments that they mentioned at that meeting was, yes, they did sign that agreement. They yeah, wholeheartedly acknowledge that. But they were put in a predicament to sign it when ESPN basically tells you they are not going to extend any media rights until you sign that agreement to 2036. Right. It was the ultimatum right. that they talked about under basically false pretenses. You had them by the throat. There was nothing they could do. They had to survive. And so, you know, they got a lot of a lot of cases. I've heard things even with like, you know, uh, Swaffer didn't want to negotiate a TV contract without Raycom Sports being involved. Correct. Who like one of Correct. his family yep. members or his son was like yes. a board member of. Like, yes. Yes. It, Keep going. You know, again, man, everybody talks about that CFP stuff and how you're going too deep and it's just a quarterback injury, man. This stuff is way deeper no, than people it's think deeper it is. Deeper than you think. Oh, right. Man. But but the ACC did issue a statement. They did open a lawsuit back against the board of trustees. So I mean, it's going to be a fight, and I don't think we're going to find out anything like overnight, especially with no. the holidays coming up. They they yeah. said they were not looking for an immediate injunction so they're not like this they said you probably it won't even show up which it already has but it may not even show up on the docket until after christmas right. so again anything legal is going to be a long drawn out process right but right. the good thing is if they have more of these these meetings it is open right. so you know we may be able to glean a little bit of information yes. from what they find Absolutely. And and I don't want anybody out there to panic like, oh, gosh, the ACC is suing, you know, Florida State like this is not. No, no, no. This was expected. Florida yeah. State's been working on this game plan for I'm going to guesstimate maybe more than a year. But yeah. what we know about now is a year. Right. So they've had time. They've been to Charlotte. They they did the treasure hunt. They did the whole like, you know, like national treasure hunt and they had to get in and, you know, Mission Impossible to just find the the grant of rights and they 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 know what they're doing. So this is expected. And here's the thing. You know, I I love his I love his statement at the end. He's like so it's especially disappointing that F Jim Phillips and yeah, it's especially disappointing that FSU would choose to pursue this unprecedented and overreaching approach. What do you mean? What do you mean it's disappointing? You think Florida State has any allegiance to the ACC? You think Alabama or Georgia, if the if the SEC was screwing them, would have any allegiance to the SEC? No, they their only allegiance that FSU board of directors allegiance is to FSU. That is right. it. And right and they, now they're they're looking at their situation, saying if we don't get out of this terrible second rate, third rate, fourth rate conference, we are no longer going to be at the pinnacle of college football. No longer. We have to look out for ourselves. So for for Jim Phillips and Jim Ryan to call this disappointing, like, come on, dude, this is business. We stand in on business right now. Right. right. And the thing is, like they said that in the meeting, they said, like, look, our first and foremost duty is to do what's best for Florida State University. Point blank, period. That's it. And so that's how they're going to act. They don't. I mean, first off, what what has the ACC ever given them reason to Correct. feel sad for them? You know, I mean, look at the officiating that we get already. God. So, yeah, I think I think that is very much uh, an important mindset to keep here that Florida State doesn't care if this crashes the whole party. Yep. And and I think you also have to think of it, too. Like, yeah, OK, you, you, you might get some screwed on some calls or something like that. That's probably going to ha it happens anyway. At the end of the day, what are you going to lose? They're not right. going to kick you out of the ACC. And if they nope. do, that was our goal in the first that place. That was our goal so, in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really, there's no lose-lose in this. I mean, oh, were they yeah. going to get pissed off and be like, all right, we're tired of you. You're out of here. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. like that's what that's what we want in the first place. So you, there's really nothing to lose here other than you. it's just going to be a little bit awkward at, you know, around conference <laughs> meetings and the, those meetings in a, in Amelia Island, you know, there might oh, be some, clipped and some chairs thrown. There might be some <laughs> awkward looks, but at the end of the day, there's, there's no lose for Florida state in this one, because you either Sorry. find the information you need to do the best thing for Florida state, or yeah. you're still in the same position that you were last year. If, I'm just like imagining said, if they yeah. lose, you're still in the same position yeah. that you were. Nothing Absolutely. changed. Absolutely. I'm just imagining. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Mike Norvell walking into those meetings. Just, you know, how he got that eye and oh, he's just man, like that, staring them down. Like that killer look. Like what? How, he's going to look at them like he looks at Mario Cristobal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think it's, I think it's true, man. Like I just, I feel like Florida State has a pretty good case here to at least discover some information. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, people will talk about the 12 team playoff and how it kind of cures all with this, but that's not, that's not Get exactly the case because 
okay, so you get the automatic bid if you're the conference champion. But you're, in a sense, with what you did this year in the CFP, you're basically telling Florida State, like, hey, look, if you want to make the 12-team playoff, you have to win your conference every year. You're not telling that to the second or third place SEC team or the second or third place Big Ten team who are probably going to get a majority of the spots in the playoff. Yep. You know, if if you are viewed as a second-rate conference compared to the Power Two, who are now going to be even bigger with more teams, yep. they're going to fill up those playoff spots. And it may come to where an 11-1 and ACC team gets bumped for a 10 and two big 10 or sec team or something like that with a similar record because of the conference that they play in. And at the end of the day, again, you have to tie all this back to success on the field. One that is important, yep. but because that is in the ACC bylaws too, that they will give their conference members an equal opportunity to compete for championships, which again, you didn't this time. You did not. And so like, it also comes back to revenue because now you're yep. going to have another team that won't be getting that chunk of playoff money that gets split between everybody. Yep. So, yeah, man, I, I, again, at the end of the day, like just because you get a 12-team playoff, yeah, you could get that automatic bid in there. You you may not, if you win the conference, you may not ever get left out again. Yeah. But if you're number two in the conference and you're getting left out for potentially the number three or four Big Ten or, or SEC team, you're still at a competitive disadvantage, which yep. also leaves you at a financial disadvantage. When Correct. you talk about merchandise sales and TV money and yeah. all that oh, stuff from the playoffs. So Correct. And that's, that's that's what got them so mad this year because Florida State lost, what they say, two-plus million dollars on this deal? Yes, on this deal, on getting screwed out of the invitation. Okay, keep count. I'm going to read you these top 25 teams. I want you to keep count of how many are – SEC, how many are Big Ten, future or not, and how many are everybody else? All right, here we go. Michigan, Big Ten. Washington, future Big Ten. Texas, future SEC. Alabama, SEC. Florida State, right now, ACC. Georgia, SEC. Ohio State, Big Ten. Oregon, future Big Ten. Missouri, SEC. Penn State, Big Ten. Old Miss, SEC. Oklahoma, future SEC. That's just the top 12. How many of, how many of them were not Big Ten or SEC, one. Yep. Okay, I'm not done. Hold on a second. Who was number thirteen? LSU, SEC, Arizona, uh, Pac-12. I think they're moving over to the Big Twelve, so don't really yeah. count. LSU are uh, fifteen with Louisville, ACC, Notre Dame, Independent, Iowa, Big Ten, NC State, uh, ACC, Oregon State. They're going to be in like the whack, I think. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State, Big Twelve, Tennessee, SEC, Clemson, ACC. Liberty, don't know, SMU, future ACC, Kansas State, Big 12. Tell me, in those top 12, going to a 12-team playoff, if Florida State, let's say Florida State's 10-2 and two, and LSU is 10-2, and two, Florida State is 12, LSU's 13. You're telling me that based on what you saw this year, you would trust the committee to put Florida State in over LSU or over a Big 10 team? No, I wouldn't. No. So that's why it matters. Right. And I will say, too, like when you look at the additions that everybody's making, you're adding, you know, the Big Ten's adding Oregon, who, my goodness, <sighs> what Dan Lanning's building a machine up there, son. He's got more five star quarterbacks than he knows God, what to do with. I know. Uh, like play both at the same time. I, I say you might run like a like a wishbone package or something with two five star quarterbacks in there. But you look at that. You look at Washington, who's obviously having a lot of success right now. And then you talk about USC, who's obviously a big brand and, and you know, right. doing some things as well, too. But anyway, long story short, when you think about adding SMU, who was the other team that you mentioned that will be a future ACC member that, that was ranked, that actually had a pretty good year in football. Right. Yeah. The problem is they're relinquishing like their entire revenue or whatever yeah. from, from they're coming giving into it all ACC. Up. They're giving all of it up. So yep. you are not really going to see. And this is something that we just talked about. In, and I encourage you guys to go watch the uh, Let's Talk About Strength of Schedule episode because it talks a lot about why the ACC was more competitive than the CFP committee gave them credit for. Right. But I think the important thing there is, like we talked about this with the Big 12, four of their teams that came into the Big 12 were former G5 teams, and they all yep. finished 500 or below this year. So like that extra money that you're getting is going to take a few years to pay off before right. you actually see that them transition into more of a power five team from facilities, recruiting budgets, staffs, et cetera. So if you have the SMU coming to the ACC and they're basically giving up their entire revenue share, how much growth do you expect from SMU? Right. If Cal and Stanford, who were both getting power five money before, both still aren't any good. And now I think they're taking a 66% revenue share yep. or something like that. How much better do you expect them to get? So the Correct. problem is, again, man, the ACC is just not going to, they're just not going to no. get better out of a poof of smoke no. because you've had so many schools 
that have not taken football seriously for such a long time. And now I think you have some brands that, you know, Syracuse is looking like they got, oh, God knows they got beat 45 to nothing by South Florida mm, last night. Now, man, I think they, was, now I think they, they had a tight end playing quarterback. I was about to say, you know. and they didn't have their coach. You know, <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot yeah. of, like the long snapper was probably run, the running back or something. It was a mess for them. <laughs> but they got absolutely they got polarized. Um, but you know, they, they made, they got some good recruits up there. Yeah. They did some things, yeah. uh, with their new coach from Georgia and then Virginia tech had a pretty good, uh, recruiting hall too. So you got some teams that are getting better, but man, it's just not the same conversation yeah. when you talk about Absolutely. adding Oregon and Washington and Texas and Oklahoma versus the teams at Florida state or you know the ACC like, it's not the same conversation. You man. know what it's like? That's like us owning a business, right? <clears throat> and Coke comes in Coca-Cola, they come in and they say, Hey, we can offer you this product. You pay this, you're going to get this, right? And you're like, man, that's Coke, right? So you're willing to pay more. And then like RC Cola comes in and tries to charge you the same price. Yeah. You're like, right. no. Who are you anyway? Who are you? Right. I'm not paying for that. Right. And I think from just a competitive standpoint on the field and a eyes on the TV numbers, you're, you're obviously not bringing in near the growth right. that the other conferences are. And so I think the important thing to talk about with that is just – Again, going back to the 12-team playoffs and the issues that, it, that are still going to be present, and you talk about the long-term conversation, we already talked about the, the money difference that right. you can get from going to the Big Ten. And by the way, the Big Ten is paying the most right now for those who don't want to go to the More than the SEC. Thank hey, you. look, I'll take that extra money and buy an extra jacket, and, and yeah. I'll sit through the call, shiver a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe we can take the extra money and, and go. I don't know, everybody can build a dome or something. But, you know, at the same time, man, I just think when you t talk about the long term, when you do hit 2036 and you finally get out of the grant of rights, like yeah. the ACC's negotiating chips are not going to be no. that of the Big Ten or the SEC still. So even if you were to have to wait this out, and you're like, okay, they added some teams. We'll see what happens. These teams aren't bringing anything. Right. And Correct. so that I think that's the problem is like you already had kind of a grim long-term out outlook, and then you added basically three dead fish to the barrel, Correct. and it did nothing for the conference. And so... it's a good analogy. I, like, you know, I just really do think that regardless of you may be angry about what happened with the CFP, but again, we talked about this. This has been going on for way longer than that. Yeah, happened. yeah. It's been much deeper than that. It, it's a long-term deal. When you look at yeah. 10, 20, 30 years down the road, and, and the board of trustees is not they're not paid to go get the best player out of the transfer portal Correct. in 2024. They're paid to look 20 years into the future at yes. the best interest of Florida state. Yes. And that is what this is all about is securing the future. future. We, we just said it in 10 years, just the estimate would be an additional oh, almost goodness. half a billion dollars, dollars in TV revenue. So to me, there's, there's literally zero question that you've done everything you could do. And now you've reached the point where a legal standpoint is the only action left to take. Yep. And it just makes sense and it becomes a math equation and I don't see why they shouldn't do it. So, yeah. you know, that's really to me what it kind of all boils down to is, is you just have to do the best interest for your, you know, for the university. It's long term future. And if that means, you know, kind of upsetting the apple car a little bit on the way out the door. It right. is what it is, man. Yeah. Like you said, it's, we don't we're not here to support the ACC. We're here to support Florida state. And so that's, that's really the, the ultimate goal for the, uh, for the board of trustees. And I think they make the right decision. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I agree too, as well. Like, you know, I just think that because here's the thing, you know, if you, if you, if you've been following college football, college football for some time, and you've been following the whole realignment stuff, you, you can kind of put on your like future glasses and see like, we're not done. Like college, this is going to end up. We're, we we are looking at probably in ten years from now a college football structure that looks very similar to the NFL, where you have these two major leagues. Uh, you know, their the the regionality of it is going to come back. I actually believe just doing. I actually believe the regionality of college football is going to come back, but it's going to be very much like the NFL, where you're going to play these big conference. You know, in your conference, you're going to have this playoff. That's how you're going to determine. It has to be because the way it's going right now, we're going. It's going to. It's going it's to crash. implode. It's going to implode on itself. It can't. Yep. This cannot be a sustainable model. The way we keep shifting on this, so it's going to land somewhere where there's going to be regionality. There's going to be two major conferences. You're going to play those people. You're going to have. It's going to look just like the NFL. It's going to be basically the minor league of the NFL. Basically, it's what's going to happen it's with the schools. G League. With G League, basically, with schools involved, basically. That's what I think. And if you're looking at, okay, 
well, why doesn't Florida State just hold on to that point? Then it'll be, all end up at, at, anyways. Because then when you get to that point, you're now 10 years and a half a billion dollars behind in revenue billion. that you won't be able. Think about that. We've said it. Half a billion dollars behind. Behind in revenue that you won't be able to even catch up. You'll, you'll be the Nebraska of college football again. I mean, Nebraska has been obsolete for 20 plus years. Why? Because they never could catch up. Now they had all the money and resources in the world. It wasn't, it wasn't money. It's just where they're located. But man, right. when college football changed to the spread offense and all like that, they did not adapt. They kept doing what they would do, what they would do. And now look at them. They're trying to catch up, but it's going to be nearly impossible. Look at the University of Miami. They haven't been relevant for 20 years because they're just a terrible school and a terrible program. They Nothing's going to help them. They're trash anyways. But <laughs> the point is... The they're point a lost is, cause. They're a lost cause. They're done. Don't worry the about it. The point them. is, is that you do not want to wake up 10 years from now and say, oh, look, we can finally get out of this thing. And then look and see all of those other schools, the Alabama, the Georgias, the University of Florida, who's literally in your backyard, uh, Miami, well, not Miami, but, you know, Florida, all those big name schools, they are 10 years ahead of you in revenue and in development and all that, that stuff when you could have been out 10 years ago. This is why now is the time to start this process so that in the next couple of years, you're out of this conference and. You know, you quoted uh, the Genetics 56 guy. I think he's very reputable. This guy uh, knows a lot. He he has been spot on in his per, uh, his uh, prediction. So if you're watching, man, kudos to you. But he has said, and, and I'm just quoting what he said. I'm not saying we know for sure. But he has said that there's been a private offer to Florida State to join the Big Ten. It's, it's theirs for the taking. So if it's there and Florida State, that's what they're going to get because the SEC is being a bunch of babies right now then dude let's go like you said th right now the per the the current projection is that over the next couple years that big 10 will dole out a hundred plus million dollars per school per year whereas the sec is somewhere between 80 and 90 million per school per year yeah i think i want that 100 million like you said i'll go buy a parka if i gotta go yeah. sit at michigan state like, and I think I saw where I think I saw on a, in a tweet where the ACC delivered like 39 million or something yeah. like that last year. So, I mean, just that the gap is almost no, insurmountable just, at some point. Yes. And, and that's the thing. Like people have to remember, you still have to compete against Florida, whether or not Miami's getting that money or not, because, you know, Florida. Miami, you can give them all the recruits, all the money, all the facilities. All, they're still going to suck. It's just it's, it's in their it's DNA. Right. So like. You know, ever they're probably sitting by loving this because they're hoping us and Clemson make it out and the ACC turns back into the Big East so they can finally win something again. Uh, you know what that's I mean? Because right. it's, it's been 20 years of trying, and I'm sorry, guys. The only time you sniffed it, you got beat by five touchdowns. So that's right. Hey, don't be mad at me. Be mad at the facts. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, like I still think too, you have if you get in the playoffs, you're competing like you said against those teams that yeah. are making that extra money, and so you just you got to get out now so you can stay on that in the arms race that is college football. And right, you know, I know people will say, "Well, you just went thirteen and zero without the money." Yeah, but the revenue gaps are still they're noticeable, obviously in your facilities and your recruiting yep. budgets and things like that. That they're starting to show up. The gap is starting to get bit. wide. Yep. yep. But this is a five to ten year plan where you you're going to go from being twenty to thirty to now forty to fifty to sixty million, and then you know that compounds over time when you don't right. have that much to spend. So it's it already looks rough, but it's going yep. to get worse over time. And like you said, man, I, I think it hopefully at the end of the day, hopefully it all kind of comes back to the to the center again at some point because I mean you got to adapt with the times, and that's something that yeah. you mentioned, you know. But I think for a lot of us that are you know. 30 plus years old, you know, whatever. And I think it does make you long for the old it days does. of the game it really where, does. where it's like, man, things were like people played in bowl games and you understand why they don't. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't. And I don't think kids should get, you know, I, I'm not arguing that kids should get no, paid, no. but, but you know, it's like when I was talking to someone earlier that, that we were mentioning about the whole recruiting day flips and things like that. Cause he's a Georgia fan. And we're talking about the whole KJ Bowen situation. And it's like, you know, can you be mad at the kid for taking money when the coach would do the same thing? Can you be mad ah. at the coach for taking money when the right. team is moving conferences to do the same right. thing? Like everybody's after money. Everybody's after money. 
money has just kind of killed the the purity that was oh, college yeah. football. Yep. But it is what it is now, and you have to adapt or die. Adapt you have, or die. and you have to keep up with that. And that's Correct. really what Florida State is trying to do right now. And you know, I I can at least say that I have heard. You know, I I, I can't say anything who or where or what, and and I'm not like some freaking insider, yeah. so don't take this. But I have heard too that there has been a silent offer, yeah, from the Big Ten, and they played a little bit off of a you know maybe the SEC to see how much they could get. Right. Um, so I. I don't think Florida State would be doing this unless they knew there was a landing spot Correct. for them. And they made it out because yeah, if I don't that think buyout they, goes to zero, they're out the next day, like that. So, right, and I think it's going to be the Big Ten. So I think they pretty much know. Yeah. I know they had mentioned like, oh well, even if it's the Big Twelve, I don't think that's going to. Nah, be the I don't think that's an option. No, when you lose Texas and Oklahoma, that money's going to dwindle down. So I don't think that's an option. I think yeah. it's it's pretty much all signs point to the Big Ten. Yeah. And so it's really now it's just a matter of how long it takes and can they find enough to make it financially feasible to make that math equation work out to where they can make the jump into the Big Ten. Absolutely. To, to for just for revenue reasons. Well, yeah. And I, I would just say this, like, I, I think something that was so key that I didn't even think about that you brought up in our pre-show that I think is worth mentioning here is the thing that the, the last argument and not that we're needing to make arguments to you guys, because we know you're all in favor of this just as we are too. But the last thing you have to understand is this, <clears throat> there has already been, the NCAA has already come out and said that they are exploring the possibility of allowing schools to be more involved in the collectives in the NIL scene, meaning that schools will potentially be able to pay players. Now the way they're talking about it is like, they'll have to put it in savings, whatever. That's probably not going to happen. They're going to get to a point where schools are actually able to pay directly to the players. <clears throat> if there was ever any argument around yeah. this revenue gap, that yeah. is it right there. Because right. now you got the SEC and the Big Ten being able to pay astronomical dollars to get the best players in the country. <laughs> yeah, and the let's face it, too, man, country. like. This model, the current model is unsustainable. It's just not like you can't keep expecting private donors. Correct. To just keep funneling millions upon millions into college Correct. football rosters. Like there's just not the return on investment. Like if you wanted to have Trey Benson go to Jesse's car lot, uh, right. you know, on Capitol Circle in Tallahassee and re do an ad for me for a thousand, five thousand bucks or something, Correct. that's one thing. You know, but if you're paying a kid a million dollars at a quarterback position to come Correct. in and play and, you know, he might do a, a couple of meetings here and there, handshakes and things like that, the return on investment is going to eventually dry up. And so Correct. I think it is going to eventually have to go to like that, like you mentioned, where the schools pay the players. I think that is probably going to have to be the future because there's going to have to be some guardrails put on this eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, and so you just don't want to find yourself at a $400 million disadvantage when you talk about People are wanting to cancel battles and subscriptions because we didn't sign one guy. Like one imagine guy. when you're half a billion in the hole. Like Correct. Everybody's Correct. Absolutely. And so you like that's I mean, you bring up a great point. Like the thing is, these collectives, while they're great now and they're working and, and the battles in is 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 done a phenomenal job, man. They are not a long, long term solution to this NIL problem. They're not. What's going to be or not problem, but situation. What's going to be the long term solution is the NCAA granting universities the ability to pay the players. That's where we're at. That's where when they opened up this uh, can of worms. And listen, I've been in favor of, of players being paid. I mean, why not? It's a right, billion yeah. dollars for they're they're the ones risking their bodies. Exactly. But when they opened up this can of worms. This is the long-term trajectory that private donors like you and me, we can't sustain paying these kids. I mean, we were paying the boosters so they could build facilities and all like that stuff. Now we're paying the boosters and we're playing battles in to play the players and we're paying for coaches. Like, man, I don't know about you, but I don't make that much money. I know. And, I know. And these million dollar, billion dollar, you know, or these million dollar donors who can donate that kind of money. Yeah, they want to they, they can't do this forever. They can't do this right. in, in perpetuity. So at some point, this is going to fall to the university to be able to play it. Now, we all know what that worm is going to look like, because once the schools start paying the players, now you open yourself up to becoming this players become employees they're going to unionize i mean you can see where this is headed yeah. right like yeah. it, it is there and that's where we're headed and so the thing is you don't want to be again half a billion dollars behind the eight ball when this does come to fruition yep no i agree man it's it's just like i think a lot of people 
who are not involved with Florida State have a very short-term view of what Florida State's Correct. trying to do. And Correct. I think they think it's just, oh, they're pissed because they're they're mad. They're throwing a tantrum because they got left out of the playoffs and this, that, and the other. Man, again, this is something where Florida State is looking 10 to 20 to 30 years in advance, and they're trying to do whatever they can do to put themselves in the best position to compete at the high level in the future. We know they can compete now. We get that. But they – they want to be able to be on a level footing with all the other programs in the power two conferences, you know, and again, you just really don't even know what the ACC is going to look like by 2036 with all the expansion and all that stuff. And, and they could be lapped multiple times in revenue. And so, yeah, man, it's just, and I think on top of that, as we'll wind down here in, in just a second, I think too, that when you look at the, the ACC as a whole, yeah, you just really have not had strong leadership for a long time that goes to bat for you. That's a lot of where they talk about the the breach of fiduciary duties, yep. where they are supposed to look out for these schools and to be able to maximize the revenue, and they're just not doing it. They're not doing yep. their job. I mean, you saw Greg Sankey from the SEC. He's always on TV poli uh, politicking for his conference. Oh, yeah. You never oh, yeah. see that from the no. ACC. And no. so I think it's really – it's just like – it's not only are you trying to put yourself in a revenue gap or uh, fix the revenue gap by going to another conference, but like you'd probably feel better if you were in a conference that had strong enough forward thinking leadership to know that in the future you're going to be taken care of. Because again, you can see where they're forward looking in those two conferences and you can see where the ACC kind of really made a reactionary move, adding those three teams that didn't really add a lot of value. So you just don't see the bright future that you like, you can see the yellow brick road in the big 10 that leads to a pot of gold down the way. Like you can tell yeah. they have forward thinking leadership. They went out and they got Oregon and Washington, and USC and UCLA, all these nice brands. They are bringing them in. They're doing all these things. They're, you know, Fox is building up, taking all the talent from ESPN. You know, they got yeah. all these, all the media personalities and stuff like that. Now. So you can see where their future is bright and your future is locked into a terrible rate. Yep. And also you don't know what's going to happen whenever you finally get to the end of that contract. So I think, like you said, man, there's there's no point in waiting. If you're going to blow this thing up, do it now and, and put yourself in the best position for the future. And here's what's crazy. This is a man. This this discovery stuff is so good because right now it has been just discovered that ESPN's. So this contract, the, the grant of rights, right? We've been told forever that it runs through 2036 and that's where it is and all this stuff. For the ACC, for the ACC side of the grant of rights, yes. So Florida State's locked into that thing till 2036. 20, 20, but ESPN is only locked into 2027. Really? Yes. They just released it. Like, I'm looking at it right now. ESPN is only locked into the contract until 2027. And then ESPN and ESPN alone only has the right to extend the unilateral nine-year option. Hmm. So then your future is really not guaranteed at all. Correct. That's and the other side of it. Exactly. Yeah, and man. So, and so, like, yeah. Like, some things come out. Like, this is, gosh, this is crazy. This is literally the point of the lawsuit is discovery. Because yeah. we talked about how under lock and key, they keep things in the ACC. Yep. This is what it's all about. This is about just kicking the door open and being able to look for things. And yep. that antitrust suit does that. And, you know, you have basically the entire Florida political system on your side. Correct. So if you keep it in Florida, you're going to be in good shape. And, man, you're going to probably see some shady things like this come out. And I yeah. think it's every little bit of this that comes out is going to be yep. our ammo in the arsenal of Florida State. Man. Man, I mean, just think about this. ESPN could literally just say... And 2026, we're, hey guys, we're, we're not done. renewing this deal in 2020 nope. after 2027. And then, like, FSU you're in the Pac 12's position where you have no one, you, you're having to shop around your media rights and nobody wants it and nobody's going to want, want it, it for nothing, basically. Right, exactly. And you're, you're not going to be in a strong bargaining position. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. And they could renegotiate you at whatever rate because that's mm. what happened. Again, that's Correct. essentially what dissolved the Pac 12 is yep. they thought they were worth something. Nobody wanted to pay it. Eventually, they got so far down the asking price that half the teams were like, we're out of here, dude. Yeah. We're going, we're going. I mean, I think the best price that. they got was from Apple, which was like 26 million a team. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Right. And so you could, I mean, that, that very well could be something where like, 
I mean, the ACC could get picked up by a streaming network or something like Apple TV, <laughs> like you said, Amazon, you know, with the NFL deals that they're doing and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a big one, man. That's, that's like, you're, again, your future is not guaranteed, and you're you're talking about four years from now. That's man. that's not well, long at all. Well, three years well, this, maybe. So. Yeah, this is why this is why this, this for you guys watching. This is why this has to happen now. This is yep. why Florida State's taking this step. You know, probably what they'll end up doing is they'll file that this lawsuit uh, in Leon County. Uh, just to recap, they just want to try to get in an a a a uh, judge to rule that this contract this grant of rights is not enforceable florida uh acc is counter suing in the same way that it is enforceable and the idea that what i'm assuming fsu is trying to do is they're trying to get the acc and the basically espn to the table to say look if we go through this it's going to cost each of us millions and millions of dollars and we'll end up right here anyways negotiating an exit fee so let's come to the table let's begin negotiating this exit fee because if we end up winning you're going to get nothing, right? right. Yep. And that's the risk you take. There's no risk on us. I mean, if we lose, we'll just be stuck in this thing and we'll lose some millions of dollars for, right. you know, a couple million for the uh, for the legal fees. That's nothing. But if you lose, man, you're, you're out. Whatever much money you want to say. So exactly. And I mean, if you think about it, and this is this is just the truth, like if you have a, and, and I know this because I uh, I've worked for a, corporation for a long time like if you were to have something where it would go to court 99.99 percent of the time they're going to settle out of court for a settlement correct. they're going to say this is not worth our time going to court correct here's a check go away and yep. so you're right man it, it literally could just get to where you're trying to get them to come to the table and say listen we're going to just keep doing what we're doing if we stay correct. in the acc it is what it is we're not losing anything here but you stand to lose a lot more than we do oh yeah Yep. In in theory, of course, now you're going to lose theory. a lot of money too by not getting yeah. out, but you know, you're still going to be competing at the same level that you were right. beforehand. So you stand to gain more, they stand to lose more. Yep. And so I think it's it's just a weird position where maybe you could come together on agreement, like Alford said, in a math equation that makes sense for Florida State to be able to pull the trigger on that. So yeah. I think that's really where it is. And, and you know, once you get through this discovery phase, man, you're going to see some things that are probably going to be head scratching. Man, probably frustrating when you see oh, yeah. things that come out that you're like, who in the H-E double hockey sticks was in charge of this stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? These, these guys like, where did you get your degree from? Yeah. So you're going to probably see some shady stuff in some of these contracts and things like that. But I think that is, again, the point in doing this is to be able to shed light on all these things. So everybody can at least be on a fair ground when you go to do battle in the courtroom about who's right and who's wrong. You at least know what you're working with. And so it's going to be an interesting couple of months, man. I don't, again, yeah. like, like you said, they have it was till August fifteenth when they That's have right. to to let them know that and and I only I jokingly say that because August fifteenth is my birthday so I keep hey, waiting. Happy for, birthday! I, I keep telling everybody I'm waiting for a big birthday present. Wink, wink, so a, nice. a B1G birthday present. That's what I'm waiting for. That's right. So Let's go. We'll, so we'll see. I mean, you know, you got one more year in the ACC. That's pretty right. much going to happen unless this thing, you know, unless it really does turn ugly and they just boot you out. But right. You got one more year, but it's going to be the next couple of months are going to be interesting because this is going to be where, you know, it, it kind of has to hit the table and you're going to have to Absolutely. see like we're either in or we're out by August. Yep. So it's going to yep. be interesting, man. We'll, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys posted as things Absolutely. break. If there's any new news that is worth talking about, we'll kind of provide updates on shows that we do because, you know, we are going to the off season. So this will probably be this in the portal will be the hot topic going, going yep. soon because, you know, players going to hit the portal. Florida State might hit the portal. You never know, man. So we'll see. I actually, it's funny if you guys are watching this and you follow us on social media, go check it out. I actually just dropped a, a portal graphic for Florida so State good. the transfer portal. Uh, just decided to have some fun with this, so it's pretty funny. So you guys go check that out. Hey, and if you um, find it, if you find it, I just you guys, you you'll see it. It's on Plant the Spirits on Instagram, Twitter, all like that. Repost it, share it. it it's so good. It, it's a great laugh. You know, we haven't had a lot of great laughs, you know, in the last month as a Florida State fan. So uh, appreciate Jesse for going and making this graphic. It's hilarious. So uh, repost it, share it, retweet it, whatever you do there. Uh, give some other Florida States just a little little laugh for Christmas. 
Uh, yeah, a little a little something to smile about after these last few months. But we do appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, as always, I want to bring you – I know I always wait to do it to the end of the show, so I feel bad. I'm sorry, guys, but at least I didn't forget. Uh, a word from our sponsor, Alumni Hall FSU. Uh, they have all the gear that you need for Florida State. If you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift and you're in Tallahassee, swing by 1817 Thomasville Road. They have extended hours for holidays, so you can get all your shopping done. Use code SPEAR to get 10% off, or you can shop online, alumnihall.com. Navigate over to the Florida State page, pick out your gear, get 10% off of code SPEAR. We thank you guys for supporting those that support us. So Yeah, you, can, we, send, you can send that to Jim Phillips. He needs some FSU gear. He's feeling oh a, little, man, a little lonely right would, now. Go ahead and just fill that. his whole inbox with uh, gear from Alumni Hall. Get 10% off. Let's do that. That's a great – everybody go to Alumni Hall and go find something Florida State and mail it to Jim Phillips because I'm sure yes. he would love that as a Christmas. <laughs> he would love it. I'm sure he would love that. That would be hilarious. That's a great idea. And use code SPEAR to get 10% off while That's you're at right. it. So, uh, but most definitely, guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in. It was just kind of – we wanted to bring our thoughts to you guys on this. Like we said, this is not – we're not any legal professionals, so nope. it doesn't have any kind of legal standing or anything like that. Uh, just kind of our thoughts on the process. But we will be back with you guys coming up uh, next week. Obviously, you know, Monday is Christmas, so we hope all of you guys uh, have a Merry Christmas out there and a great holiday season. We will be back with you to preview – I don't know what you want. Maybe oh, like the, the orange peel bowl because the there's nothing peel. inside of the orange. Like there, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think they might let me play a few snaps if I show up. <laughs> Florida, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have many guys left, but you know yeah. it, we're still gonna play the game, so we're gonna stop. Uh, yeah. We're still gonna talk about it. So we'll be back with you guys for an orange bowl preview coming up, and of course, like we said, we'll provide any other updates in the transfer portal or in the development of this case. So. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for tuning in, and as always. always. Go, Go Noles. Noles.